It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that sucked. Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX DVACs podcast. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as a person that does not want to be associated with this baseball team on certain <laughs> nights uh, ever. But this guy, he he sticks with them a little bit more. Uh, he is the Thunderstick, occasionally known as Jesse, Jesse Friedman. What what baseball team do we do we cover? Again? I, we we cover Major Derek? League Baseball, and I think that qualifies us to talk about anything else other than this game, Jesse. <laughs> That's what I would like to do is talk about anything else other than this game. But unfortunately, uh, we can't do that. We do have to dive into the Arizona Diamondbacks' thirteen to three loss to the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Zach Gallen has probably never looked worse. To say he didn't have his best stuff tonight would be a uh, Quite the understatement. Yeah, that would that would be a very big understatement. <laughs> uh, yeah, we talked about it during our uh, during our watch along in those first few innings. Uh, Zach Gallon got through the first three innings of this game and only allowed one run. It was a a one one game at that point. Things were moseying along. You know, you felt like with with your ace on the mound, you had a good chance to to win this game going into the fourth inning. Um, and then I I believe with what you were talking about during the watch along. I don't think Zach Gallen has ever given up more than seven earned runs in, in a game. Correct. Um, he they did not technically. Yeah, end they were up not earned, but he did give up seven runs in an inning uh, in in this start today. The D backs uh, had to had to get him out of the game in in the fourth, and and we talked about it in those first three innings. Zach Gallen did not have his best stuff from the get go tonight, and it sort of it sort of felt like it was only a matter of time before that caught up to him. And it's also been a trend in his last couple of starts. We, yeah. We've talked a lot about how Zach Gallen, start after start, keeps saying, you know, he didn't feel like he had his best stuff. Uh, and and tonight you're like, oh, yeah, he, he really didn't have his best stuff. And, yeah. and I think it's it's sort of finally catching up to him now. Three and two thirds innings pitched, eight hits, eight runs, five earned because Josh Rojas got charged with an error that took some of those earned yeah. runs off of his Not an easy line. play. Yeah. Uh, four walks, two strikeouts. By far... The uh, you would you would probably look back at his career and say this is his worst start. There's been a couple of starts where he's given up seven earned runs, um, but those were longer outings. Those were different games. This one, it felt like even in the first three innings that he pitched, that Gallon just kind of got out of those situations. Like he had some good defense behind him. He was able to get some guys yeah. to pop Geraldo up. Perdomo made a great play in the third inning to get him out of that mess. First inning, it was a five pitch first inning. So it yeah. seemed like they were really rolling uh, despite giving up a leadoff uh, single to the ageless Andrew McCutcheon. But 
entering into this game in his last seven starts, Gallon is six and zero with a one point one six ERA, a one seventy two opponent batting average, a point eight six WHIP, four walks and 60 strikeouts that was entering this game in his last seven starts he gives up four walks just in tonight's game alone and oddly enough Zach Gallon was rolling along where we weren't just really joking about him being a Cy Young candidate but he he, he led Major League Baseball in whip he had uh something he was going. the odds on favorite to win the Cy Young award entering this game and this one game May, may may have been enough to to completely throw him off track. What Jesse said, though, I think holds a lot of weight. And coming into this game, Zach Gallon, even though he did get wins, even though he was able to get through a couple of his last outings, he really hasn't had his best stuff in his last few outings, and that really like ultimately culminated in tonight's outing where uh, you were bringing up his art lo- loss of RPMs on his fastball and, yeah. and other things and. His, yeah. his, none of his pitches seem to be very effective tonight, and he didn't seem to have uh, any control. You know how many how many runs Zach Allen had given up in his last seven starts coming into this one, Derek? I do not. Six. six. Zach Allen had given up six ha! runs Holy in his last shit. seven starts combined. Of course, there was you know a twenty eight inning scoreless streak baked in there. Um, but yeah, he gave up eight runs in, in this game alone. And yeah, early in this one, the spin rate, uh, on a couple of his pitches was down pretty significantly, uh, over the course of the game, those numbers ticked back up a little bit towards, uh, more looked a little bit more normal by the end of it, but you could tell he just did not have a feel for his curveball, for his changeup, um, which has been a trend of late. He's sort of been able to, to get outs without those two pitches, uh, but that's not going to be sustainable. Uh, you know, for as, as good as Zach Allen's fastball can be and as good as his cutter can be at times, uh, you know, he he just can't get by with only having two of his pitches working. And frankly, today, I don't think he even had two of his no. pitches working. It was all no. just an all out disaster. How do you how how do you continue to let some I, I mean, I guess he's had the success. But like when you see someone go knuckle curve, knuckle curve, knuckle curve, knuckle curve, knuckle curve on their on their pitches to to a a batter like you got to start questioning you know what's the game plan here where's the variety how are we mixing it up how are we changing the batter's eye and especially if he's not being effective how are you doing what you can to try to to get them to swing and miss or at least i mean you know the the we we could talk about the strike zone like we did on the watch along all night but it felt like zach gallon even even with the Lack there of- were some missed calls, and as someone on Twitter just said, like, oh, it's a totally different game if Zach Gallon gets the call on, on that curveball uh, against Mercano at, at one point. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I buy that. I, I mean, don't know the- if it's a completely different game, but there yeah. are moments in this game where, like, because he wasn't, he, it wasn't just the, the last out in the fourth inning. Yeah. He struggled in that entire fourth inning. Right. And I mean, it's like even I mean, even if somehow that had helped him get out of the fourth inning and, and survive only giving up a couple of runs or something when you don't have your best stuff, uh, especially to the degree that Zach Allen did not have his stuff today, it's going to catch up with you eventually. Like if it wasn't the fourth inning, it was probably going to be the fifth inning. You just can't throw that many center cut pitches. You can't hang that many curveballs 
you know, it, it felt like the the depth on some of his pitches just wasn't quite what it what it normally is. It just didn't have that same sharpness that we're used to seeing. Walking batters on four straight pitches. Yeah, like, I don't know if I've ever seen that from Zach yeah, Gallen, unless uh, it was intentional. Walking in a run, which is something you felt like Zach Gallen like, couldn't do even if he tried yeah. uh, based on, on how he's pitched the last couple of months. So, um, yeah, I mean, Zach Gallen has been so good this season in the grand scheme of things. I wouldn't really be all that concerned. Uh, but yeah, you know, maybe maybe this is a lesson that talking about Cy Young Awards in in the middle of May is a little bit premature, no matter how good uh, how good you look, because these kind of starts can happen. And suddenly after they do, you look back at the numbers and you're like, oh, at me, uh, Jesse, at me next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right just, here. I was like, what is happening here? Dude, I'm just it looks straight like up. Fight Jesse, and I can't <laughs> wait to see how this plays I'm out. talking directly to Damon on this. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, like, I've had a lot of conversations with, uh, with, with D-backs fans. Uh, I did a, a radio spot with our, with our friend Justin Spears, uh, with Spears and Ali, the other day. And, uh, and Spears has asked me, I think, the last two times I've been on the show, you know, is Zach Gallon in the driver's seat for the Cy Young Award? I have to know. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, in as much as you can be in the driver's seat for an award when the season is only a quarter of the way done, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, he has pitched so well this season, and I don't think this at all closes the book on Zach Gallon not winning the Cy Young Award or anything. Uh, the point is, it's it's just too early in the season to really be having serious conversations about that. But should we be worried about the direction that Zach Gallon is trending at all? That's a fair. That's a fair question. And yeah, honestly, maybe a little bit. Uh, he's a feel guy. Uh, he's talked a lot about that recently. How you know he can get good results, but he he really heavily relies on just the feel of his pitches and. Um, you know, if he doesn't have that in the long term, it's going to be hard for him to be successful and he's going to have to get that back at some point. And it's been frankly quite a while, at least from what he's been telling us since he's actually felt that to be fair, the Pittsburgh pirates did come off, uh, uh, fresh off of a pummeling of the Detroit tigers that they won eight to nothing on Wednesday. And even though this team has been bad, uh, we've kind of circled them, uh, as being one of the better teams because of their hot start and what we saw to them offensively. Yeah. And that's kind of what we saw tonight. Uh, I mean, uh, again, the Diamondbacks make another starting pitcher look like a like a Cy Young candidate himself there a bit. And uh, the Diamondbacks offense really struggles to do anything. Uh, but again, like the, I said, the Pirates uh, were fairly hot coming off of that series with the Tigers. Uh, speaking of hot, Cattell Martes uh, extends his on base streak to 19 games, uh, which is goes back to April 26th. It's tied for the. Uh, fifth longest active streak in the majors coming into tonight's game. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo had a 448 average with runners in scoring position, which is also fifth in the majors. So Perdomo continues to be our risk king. But the biggest thing tonight is Lourdes Gurriel and his purple hair and my purple hair together work together. Uh, and he extended his hitting streak to 12 games, which matches a career high. Jesse has an article right now about the magic that is Lourdes Gurriel and the way he's hitting right now and how my hair ties into that and that's actually it's about 1500 words long 1200 of the words are about the the connection between the purple hair and then there's a few hundred words in right. there look about, at how vibrant uh, it still is it's still vibrant as hell let's go i do have to say it was sort of like it, just as we sat down to do this show uh derek said that he like like he had a hair fallout and it was purple hair 
and I and I feel like it's just very fitting that, that <laughs> just before, sign. yeah, that like at, <laughs> of real. course it was going to happen yeah. on this day as the Diamondbacks lose yeah. thirteen to three. That Derek's purple hair Start, is starting to fall, to fall out. out. Yeah, <laughs> we knew it was going to happen eventually. We just thought it was going to happen sooner than this. But um, speaking of Lourdes Gurriel and the offense and and good things, not trying to just accentuate uh, the negative, we accentuate the positive around here. Uh, we have it's to not, give. It's not much. We have to give our king snake tonight to absolutely no one. <laughs> None of you get it. None of you deserve it. And I want you all to remember this because we will take king snake away whenever the fuck we want when we feel like you're not trying hard enough. And in a thirteen to three loss, do you really think anybody deserves king snake? Do you? Because we don't. Jesse? Yeah, well, don't don't you think though, like Jose Herrera coming out of the bullpen, All man, right, look, like that was a valiant performance. Jose Herrera, he needs his flowers. Yes, Come on he gave now. up two. What he gave up two earned runs, but still two earned runs, four hits, changing he, speed like a mug coming from oh, fifty six yeah. miles oh, yeah. an hour all the way up to eighty two. He was throwing some fastballs. Let's go, son. Jose Herrera does deserve uh, his flowers tonight, but nobody else does. He does, because his ERA in this game was actually lower than Anthony Masevich's ERA in this game. Well, and was Anthony Masevich the only relief pitcher that they brought in? No, no, Anthony Masevich was not. Uh, Luis Frias also. Oh, yeah, that's right. Luis Frias, that's right. I know you tried to block most Look, of this. There was a mind, very forgettable but. portion of this game where I was on the phone with my wife and my insurance company dealing <laughs> with the fact that my neighbor's air conditioning unit uh, had a piece of it fly off and smash into my window that's very close to my TV, Jesse. <laughs> I don't like how close it came to the TV, but uh, all is that's right. That's a pretty incredible story. I'm it's not, amazing, I'm not and it really happened. And I was really <laughs> dealing with that in the middle of our watch along. But. Uh, we thank you guys for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. We thank you for joining us earlier on the Watch Along. If you haven't subscribed already, I don't know what you're waiting for. This is obviously the night to do it after a game like this. Yeah. Make sure to subscribe. <laughs> sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any time we go live. We will revel in this misery together. We promise you. Uh, if you're listening right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Leave us a review. Most importantly, uh, anybody that's here has to leave us a thumbs up. That's the way it works. I mean, I know that's probably going to generate some of you to just want to naturally give me a thumbs down. And I understand that thought process. That's very much uh, my thought process as well. But we just want to know you guys are here on a Friday night. Uh, that was a tough loss. And if you are here watching this show, we truly, truly love you and appreciate you for your time because I wouldn't be watching this show right now uh, if I didn't have to work. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, what, what Derek's I, just saying you're crazy. I'm just saying you're, just absolutely you're crazy. insane for being here, but we love you for it. You're crazy, and I people, love crazy like that. People in the comments, Derek, they, they do feel like it's a little bit harsh for us not to give the King Snake Award to them, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that, yeah. Wouldn't that be fitting? Yeah. People who Elizabeth's sat through... Right. Three yeah. hours of, of a watch along of the worst it. game the Diamondbacks have played this the, the, season. The 11 like, people that stuck around until we ended the broadcast. Yeah. You're the ones that are the true you guys MVPs. Are the real MVPs. You're the real king snakes go. of tonight. But uh, one thing I can offer you up is to jump on the BetMGM app now if you haven't done so already. Uh, and you can use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager 
wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. There are all sorts of wonderful uh, options out there, including every Saturday and Wednesday on the BetMGM app. You can claim your bonus bet on the house. Uh, fans will automatically receive a bonus bet upon logging into their account. Bets expire 72 hours after that, so don't wait. And bonus bets can only be used on any sport wager. So make sure to check out the BetMGM app and also check out the sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. You can join us out there on the first Friday of every month. We will have food and beverage specials, giveaways, BetMGM prizes. It's absolutely free. We will be doing our shows out there, so make sure to join us. Let's have a party. We know how it is during the summer. Uh, not really many sports going on, so we will all get together, watch some baseball, play some cornhole, and have some fun. So uh, make sure to join us for that. And now check out the show notes for full details and listen to our friend Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Well, we also want to thank our friends at Pins and Aces, who are the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. Uh, we are going to be having a blast not only at our Knockout Knights Cornhole League, but also uh, next Friday at Dobson Ranch on May 26th. Uh, you can check out the Keeping It 100 Golf Tournament. Join us. Pins and Aces will be there with prizes and all sorts of goodies. You also get a free Phoenix uh, shirt for signing up and being part of this Keeping It 100 Golf Tournament. There are singles and foursomes still available, so make sure to check that out. And check out Pins and Aces as well. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, uh, and even beer sleeves. They, they have incredible stuff. I have one of my favorite things is my ball marker that I got from them that's just it's a little, little happy Gilmore uh, hockey jersey, and I love it so much. So they have all sorts of great pop culture stuff. Check them out. I also bought my, uh, my, my uh, club covers from them, so very whimsical. Very delightful. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Let's take a look, as much as we might not want to, at the probables for the rest of the series because after we saw what we saw today, I don't know how to judge anything anymore. But uh, I do want to say, with Brandon Fott on the mound tomorrow against Keller, should we be concerned about Brandon Fott going up against this very same Pittsburgh Pirates team we saw absolutely schlack uh, our, our Zach Gallon, buddy. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, Derek, it sort of feels like, you know, if, if one team gets the other team's ace one day, then that means that, that the script is going to flip a little bit Ooh, the next day, right? Yeah, okay, so, I like so that. Now, so now Mitch Keller is destined to, like, and you know, get bounced in the third inning or something tomorrow. It yeah, just, it just feels after like giving up 12 the, runs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Brandon fought a big start for him. Very, very big start for him, honestly. Um, just because Zach Davies should be back in relatively short order at this point. Wouldn't be surprised if he was back within a week or so. Uh, so at this point, the D-backs are getting close to decision time where they're going to have to decide, you know, which spot does Zach Davies take? I, I would be pretty surprised if the D-backs went to a six-man rotation or anything weird like that. So you're probably looking at Tommy Henry... Brandon Fott or Ryan Nelson, one of those three guys not being in this starting rotation, uh, you know, in the relatively near future. And 
you know, even though Brandon fought bounced back in his last start and was good against the Giants. I don't think he's out of that conversation yet. Uh, the first two were, were really rough. And, you know, if he has a rough one tomorrow in Pittsburgh, he really might be that guy. So a uh, big, big game, you know, for the D-backs in general trying to bounce back and, and in particular for uh, for Brandon fought trying to make sure he's not the one who departs this rotation here in the next few days. Yeah. Because we've seen the Diamondbacks haven't really held back from making these decisions, and they really are trying to stay competitive. Uh, they have a good record still. They're they're you know this is an aggregate scoring, so it doesn't carry over to the rest of the games of the series. Luckily, um, but it's still quite the blow, right? And it's still hard to bounce back sometimes when you get beat this bad. Uh, hopefully, yeah. the Diamondbacks have that in them. They have been the answerbacks all year. And like I said earlier, we talked about the Pirates being on their schedule at the time when we kind of looked forward. At May, when we were back in April and wondering if they could get out of April with a winning record, we thought May was going to be much easier. The Pirates were one of the teams that we kind of circled as perhaps being a bit tougher of an opponent. Uh, they still have, after this series, the Phillies, who right now aren't great. They're 20 and 24. They have the Red Sox, who are flipped on that. They're 24 and 20. Uh, and then they wrap up the month with a series against the Colorado Rockies for four games. So, still a lot of winnable games there, but... These opponents, they're not easy, just like the Pirates. They're not, uh, you can't just overlook yeah. any of these opponents for the rest of the month. And that includes the Rockies. So the Diamondbacks definitely have some business to take care of. And, you know, again, we kind of, we kind of joked about how easy May could be. But, uh, you know, again, there's the fun's kind of over at this point. It honestly. really feels I like mean, it it's is. It's kind of like, yeah, the Pirates are a pretty darn good baseball team, as, as we saw today. Uh, and then, you know, even the Phillies, I think, have started to play at least a little bit better uh, now that they have Bryce Harper back. And uh, Did and losing yeah. the Marlins series let the air out of our balloon for the month of May a little bit? Was that the, really yeah, the point maybe, that kind of made it feel? Maybe a little bit. Because they won every other series, right? They won three out of four yeah. against the Giants. They take two out of three against the Athletics. It's not, it's not just that, too. It's like you probably should have swept the A's, right? I mean, that one game they lost was a pretty yep. catastrophic meltdown. Yep. You probably should have swept the Nats. Mm -hmm. The last game of that series, pretty catastrophic meltdown. Yep. And then you probably should have taken two out of three from the Marlins. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to have your your stinkers over the course of a 162-game season, but it does feel like the D-backs have left quite a bit on the table uh, through, through the month of May. And unfortunately, the really easy part of the schedule for them we're pretty much on the other side of that now. These are all winnable games yeah. for the D-backs, but you know you're not you know, you don't have any more games against the A's or, or the Royals or you know any teams like that the, the rest of the month. We've been kind of spying a bit on Alec Thomas down in AAA. We are wondering about when we might see him back. We still are kind of pondering about Jake McCarthy, some of the other position players, uh, uh, some of the guys on DL or IL, excuse me, like uh, like Kyle Lewis, uh, and and how that's all going to factor in. We've seen some guys struggle, right, that are currently on the Major League roster. We yeah. talked about Evan Longoria. Paven Smith hasn't really been hitting the ball well. but Paven Smith, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if whenever Alec Thomas or Jake McCarthy is ready to come back up, that he would be the Smith first might yeah. be, he might be the guy to be sent down. He's, yep. just, he's, he's walked a bunch in his time in the big leagues, but what we saw from him early on is pretty much faded. He's just not really uh, driving the ball, really doing any kind of damage uh, to the baseball at this point. And they'll con they'll continue to exercise options on guys as long as they have them and as long as guys aren't playing that well uh, before they make that difficult decision on DFAing Evan Longoria if that's the route that they decide yeah, to go. It's right? gonna, it, it would take a lot for them to get there. I yeah, think. but uh, of course, it would also take guys playing well. And that's 
really what they need to see. Alec Thomas continues to work on his mechanics. We talked about uh, his leg kick a bit. We did get confirmation that uh, his leg kick was based on uh, who he was who he was hitting against, whether it was lefty or righty. Uh, and then tonight, that kind of apparently seemed to go away. Which or yeah, last night at last least. Night. I don't know what's happened tonight. Maybe maybe some other change. Maybe it's all today. back again. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, in his in his first game in Reno. Uh, I put out some tweets about this. We also talked about it uh, on our show the other day as well. Uh, But the D-backs basically asked Alec Thomas to experiment with ditching his very prominent leg kick against lefties. So it was basically like a little toe turn. There was very little action with his lower half um, in that first game in Reno, whereas he still had the full-on leg kick against righties. It was really kind of weird in its own right, you know, having such a significantly different batting stance against one you know one type of pitcher versus another uh but last night alec thomas faced mostly mostly righties in his second game with the aces he didn't see a lefty in the game until the seventh inning and the leg kick was back uh not not fully back not quite to the degree uh that we generally have seen him do it against righties but it looked very much like the the alec thomas swing that that we're used to seeing so uh we'll have to continue to monitor this it sounds like it's all kind of experimental right now just getting him to try different things and and see what works uh i did think it was funny though in the game yesterday he went four for five Derek, and he went four for four against righties and he went oh for one (laughs) against the the one lefty that he faced although it was a fly ball that he hit fairly well so uh you know we'll have to continue to see what he does in the minors and of course all eyes are going to be specifically on how he faces or how he does against lefties in particular Mustachio Mike asked, since Gallon got knocked around today, that should mean Fott will dominate tomorrow, right? And yes, that's we've covered that. Yeah, yes, he covered yes, that theory. for sure. And, and right Mitch Keller is just going to be awful. Yeah, like Mitch Keller. 12 runs is what He might not throw him. a strike the yeah. whole game. Yeah, You go we'll, on the BetMGM app, take the, uh, the, take the <laughs> over on runs allowed by Mitch Keller. That's what <laughs> I would do. But uh, Brian Campbell also asked a good question. He says, do we think Nelson is going to be a solid third option? And if so, are, how are we looking at the rest of the rotation going forward? We still don't know. I don't know if uh, he's going to be a third option or a fourth option or a fifth option for this team at this point. <laughs> the numbers don't mean much. Yeah, they really of, don't. Right now, it's Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly, and then the other three yeah. guys. I don't yeah, think that's there's really enough. a yeah, number three Just because three Brandon Fogg is slotted there in between them doesn't mean he's the number two starter. It means yeah. that they want to make sure that they can, I think, give their bullpen a break knowing that they have Gallon and Merrill Kelly on the two sides of Fogg. And they'll have their other rookie pitchers, whether it's Henry, whether it is you know uh, Ryan Nelson. Uh, we also have talked a bit about Zach Davies coming back in. The one thing about all of these guys, including Davies, is we have no idea how they're going to pitch. We don't. It's There's a real lack of consistency right now from yeah. every single one of them. And it feels like every start, especially for the younger guys, is like critical, right? And that's why we're talking about Brandon Fought tomorrow, really feeling like he needs to have a good showing if – you know, if the Diamondbacks intend on keeping him in the in the rotation. And I guess I should say he needs to do it for his own sake in order to, for the Diamondbacks to keep him there. But the Diamondbacks also need him to be a solid, you know, part of their rotation because outside of him, they don't really have I mean, maybe maybe Fott is the one that gets replaced by Zach Davies. Who knows at this yeah. point? Really it's it's kind of up in the air for all of these guys and it's no I don't even know if there's certainty that Zach Davies gets a spot if, if he doesn't perform well. So it's yeah, like true. it's all over the place. What's what's really interesting from my perspective is that it's not it's not just these guys. The D backs have other pitchers in triple A right. who I mean you could make a case that Bryce Jarvis, if you put him in a big league game tomorrow, might be all right. Like he's Blake really Blake Walson has had a good year. 
uh, it's almost Coney like, a little more off and on. Yeah, but it's almost like, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but like Dominic Fletcher, right? Like we weren't even considering Dominic Fletcher because of how talented the outfield yeah. was and how heavy left-handed they were. I'm sure a couple of times on this show we've mentioned that he definitely has an opportunity if the other guys don't do well to, to get a shot at a major league level. But now look at how he's performing where you wouldn't even really think about replacing Fletcher at this point with McCarthy or Alec Thomas unless you started to see some consistency out of them. Fletcher's played good defense, and he's really kind of cemented himself in, in the outfield, at least for the time being right now. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. So, I mean, and Dre Jameson is the other name, right? He's still down there in, in AAA and has also pitched really well. He was six innings, two runs uh, allowed in his last start for Reno. So there's some other guys sort of knocking on the door in this situation. And, you know, even though Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson and Brandon Fott are, are getting their getting their opportunity right now, if they continue to struggle, you know, it's not just Zach Davies. It's there are other guys in AAA who might be ready not all that far from now and, and could step in and take that spot. Thunderbolt for Thunderbolt 47 says they're jinxed until they get a legit home run hat or prop. What happened to the snake? Yeah, the snake was a jinx, too. Was that with the did, did, did the snake bring bad juju? And now that's still just hanging around. I don't know. That you might, might be onto it. something. That but, might be it. Uh, I'll tell you, if there's something you want to do besides watch this team uh, get pummeled the way that you did tonight, uh, there's some options for you. Uh, well, actually, I should say, if you want to watch this team get pummeled like they did tonight, <laughs> uh, you can join us in person. Uh, we'll not only be having our takeovers this season, but of course, you can also grab some tickets from Game Time for any game. Uh, game Time is the la- the place for last minute ticket deals. Don't miss out because obviously, uh, we know that Game Time is the place for procrastinators, and the longer you wait, the lower you can get for a ticket price. You can snag the tickets without the stress with game time, especially if you forgot about an event coming up and you just remember and you don't want to miss out. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. See you guys out at Chase Field with those tickets. And if you can't make it out, make sure to grab Fubo TV, which will allow you to watch your Arizona Diamondbacks wherever you're at. You can stream live TV from any device, and you can watch the most Arizona sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial that requires no cables, no installation, and no hassle at all. You just sign up and start watching with a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Uh, Watch your local teams while traveling. You can watch uh, the NHL draft on ESPN. PGA Championship, French Open, and so much more. You can watch your Arizona Diamondbacks, most importantly, with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Before we get out of here, Jesse, we know we've had our fair share of run-ins with umpires when they when it comes to doing hand checks. Mm. But tonight... There's a kind of a suspicious one in the first inning today, right? With yeah, Zach Gallon? Yeah, right. It's unclear what was going on I there. did not like it. it did, like, Zach Gallon didn't seem, like, too perturbed about it, but I, it yeah. seemed like an excessive hand checking going on. But uh, when you talk about this, uh, you have to talk about what happened tonight in the New York Yankees-Cincinnati Reds game. Reds manager David Bell was ejected from the game because he argued with umpires after the umpires checked New York Yankees pitcher Clark Schmidt's hand. Uh, Apparently, it was inspected by the umpires. Schmidt was then sent into the dugout to presumably wash off his hands, and then he was allowed to stay in the game, Mm. at which point uh, Reds manager David Bell had seen enough, and he was going to make sure that his point was well known, that this was absolute horseshit, 
And he did. And he was right because it is horseshit. What are we even doing here? If players are going to be found with a foreign substance on their hand, they, we need to figure this shit out. Okay. Because so far what we've seen, especially out of Max Scherzer was him trying to explain how rosin sweat and dirt can make for this mystery kind of substance that's on your hand, that that's exactly what it is. However, however, I don't know. I'm not a pitcher. I don't know if he's lying or not. It's the exact kind of thing I'd fucking say if I was lying and using sticky <laughs> substance on my hand. But the point being here is that how are we handing out 10 game suspensions to a guy on the exact same team just, what, a day earlier or a few days earlier? And, and now we're allowing a pitcher to go wash off his hands. What are we even doing here? Well, what's really interesting that I mean, the pitcher you're talking about being uh, being suspended is Domingo Herman, right? Another another pitcher on the Yankees who right. was suspended, similar situation, uh, except the umpires d- determined that it wasn't rosin somehow and decided it was a foreign substance, and that's why he got ejected. But I believe it was just the start before that, or at least not long before that, for Domingo Herman, where the almost the exact same thing happened as what happened today with Clark Schmidt. Domingo Herman was asked to go into the dugout and wash his hands, uh, and and he came back out and he was allowed to keep pitching in that game. That was against the Twins, and Twins manager Rocco Baldelli was also ejected out of that game. Uh, the the problem is that this is an incredibly subjective process, right? How on earth are you supposed to feel another person's hands, which is weird in and of itself and and decide objectively whether not, i'm not i'm not i'm not doing this with you right now Derek. i want to check your hand i want to dan bellino you right now i'm gonna look <laughs> at your eyes while you're talking and check your hand there's there's no way for an, an umpire to objectively determine how sticky is too sticky right uh, you know, some pitchers have talked about, like you said, that rosin can kind of mix with other substances. There have been talks about certain types of hand sanitizers. They do that, it on purpose. It's not, it's not rosin a mistake. Can be sticky. It's, yeah. it's not a fucking mistake. It's that, again, baseball players, baseball teams, baseball managers, they find out what the rules are and they walk just on that edge of the right side of the rule. Right. And like we yeah. talked about when they were openly asking them about like banning the shift early on this before the season started and they wanted to know hey can we do this can we send a man in motion can we like because they want to figure out where is the line and how close can i tiptoe up to it without crossing it and getting an actual violation or doing something that's going to cause me to get a 10 game suspension right so it's known yeah. that they're trying to mix rosin and sweat and a little bit of dirt off the ground, whatever else they can fucking find and make it into some sort of stickiness. Stickiness helps them throw their pitches better. It, it increases uh, the the RPMs on their rotation and all sorts of other right. shit, right? Movement. There's all sorts of fucking stuff that, that you know, that having stickiness on your hand is going to help you with as a pitcher, right? But yeah. the point is, is like we need, it needs to be cut and dry. It needs to be clear, right? If you have something on your hand, and it's deemed to be sticky. I mean, are we giving out warnings? Because we haven't heard about that. We haven't seen guys get warning. We know that when Caleb Smith almost murdered an umpire, he didn't get any kind of warning. It was the first time he'd ever uh, been addressed. And, and he got thrown out of a game for six sticky substances. The Diamondbacks yeah. haven't had to deal with this much. But don't make me go on the whole thing about Mad Bum and Dan Bellino and the whole weird hand-holding thing. And the several weird altercations that Mad Bum ended up having with umpires over the hand checks and and how those just became completely intrusive. But yeah. this doesn't seem like that. Like, yeah, those hand checks, those those were crazy. Like, 
they actively tried to instigate a pitcher into saying something that then they could throw him out of the game for. That's how you could perceive those situations going. This, like, how is this subjective when you're telling him to go wash it off? Washing it off should not seem an option. You either have no. something sticking on there and you can't <laughs> stay in the game, or you fucking don't and you're allowed to stay in the game, right? Like, that's it. That's the only two options. There's yeah, not, it's like, there's not why, a third option. Why would you, if it was legal, why would you make him go wash his hands, right? Right. right. <laughs> That's my point I'm trying to make, right? And and if you are doing that and he's going to wash his hands, uh, you know, he comes back and all of a sudden every everything's hunky dory, right? Yeah. And you're and you're just allowing him to continue to pitch at the game, which you can understand the opposing manager being not so happy with that. Like you found oh. something on this man's hands that you deemed to be not okay for him to continue pitching in this game. So something wasn't right. And and you're just allowing him to go and fix it, right? And yeah. and it's like it's sort of like you caught the man cheating. And you're just allowing him to to sort of backtrack and and fix the problem and just continue pitching. Jesse, it's not a good look for Major League Baseball at all. When I was 13, there was this rampant problem in Major League Baseball, and that was corked bats. Albert ah. Bell had a corked bat. There were players with corked bats. That was kind of like, in a way, that was the cheating scandal of the day back in the early there's 90s. Always, there's always a, there's a always cheating some, scandal. something, right? Every baseball generation and has like, its what great this, cheating scandal. Just, and of course, <laughs> when it happened, a lot of times the reason why they would find it is because they'd hit, you know, they'd hit the ball and the fucking bat would explode and they would see that the entire the barrel of the bat had been sure. fucking, you know. That's they, my question. If you cork a bat, you have to know eventually that you're going to get caught after Because eventually bat gets it's going to explode. By right? a yeah, like it's only power fastball on your hands. Right. So, so, like, in a way, this would be like, the hey, we found you with a corked bat. Go put that bat down and get a different bat. Like, yeah. that's kind of what this would be like, right? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Major League Baseball, at the end of the day, they just need to come up with something objective. Because the, the reason that you're seeing things like this is that umpires, like, they think that what they're feeling is too sticky uh, but they're not so convinced that it's a foreign substance that they're just going to eject the player. And so you wind up with these weird compromises where it's like, yeah, go wash your hands and then come back into the game. What they need is they need an objective system that the pitcher either passes and is allowed to continue in the game and does not have to go wash their hands or the pitcher fails and they are suspended accordingly and ejected from that game, right? Uh, there has to be, I'm no, I'm no scientist, but there has to be somebody in the world who can come up with a test that determines how sticky your hand is. Right. And, and, you know, I'm sure they'd have to work with major league baseball in order to develop that, but it seems like whatever it is, it has to be more objective than umpires just feeling people's hands and deciding for themselves, whether it's too sticky or, or not. And whether it's it's rosin, which is totally legal as long as it's the rosin that is on the mound, uh, or whether it's it's something else. It's it, a mess. It is a mess. It yeah. is a mess. Baseball always finds a way to make a mess of stuff. But uh, I will tell you that you don't have to live in a world where you are unsure about anything when it comes. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I want to be part of that world. Yeah, I didn't say unsure about anything, but... Uh, you don't have to worry about having sticky stuff on your car, on yourself, anything. Stop by Circle K. Clean yourself up. Grab a Polar Pop while you're there. Don't forget what little Derek in the screen says. He says, enjoy it. Um, and Polar Pop or Circle K, of course, is the best uh, place for you to check out the best beer, 
best snack selection. Don't sleep on the Circle K branded snacks because they're absolutely delicious. Uh, and of course, premium gas. Gas is expensive around town. Make sure to check out Circle K. It's one of the cheapest places you can fill up at. Stock up at Circle K, America's Thirst Stop. Uh, and of course, don't forget those iced coffees for just $1.89. Stop spending $5 on your coffee. Go get it for $1.89 at Circle K. Uh, and also, Red Bulls and Monsters. They got them on sale there. So don't miss out on all of this great stuff. Right now, you can text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, and you will get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. So there you go. Uh, head to circlek.com slash door locator to find Circle K's near you. And of course, as you know, they are all over the valley, so you can't miss them. Uh, and also, grab some Four Peaks while you're there. Shout out to our friends at Four Peaks. I really like this Impale Ale. I haven't had it very much, but... Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to do my best to drink all the beers in the office before they go bad, because apparently <laughs> uh, I'm like one of the only people that drinks these beers around here. Uh, but, you know, well, they, they have to work, whatever. I'm just hosting the show. Uh, but grab yourself some Four Peaks wherever you get Four Peaks. Make sure you find one you like. Uh, also, grab yourself some tickets for an Arizona Diamondbacks game through our friends at Four Peaks. Uh, four Peaks, four seats promotion was going to give one lucky winner uh, four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. Tickets come with D-Bucks so you can get food some beer, and enjoy yourself. Enter by going to Four Peaks Brew on Instagram. The link for the uh, giveaway is in their bio. Uh, and of course, check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Well, we hope you guys have a wonderful Friday. Uh, I know that this isn't the best way to kick it off, but remember, the Arizona Diamondbacks haven't lost a lot of series, and hopefully they can bounce back in game two. Uh, with the baby boy Brandon Fott on the mound, who once again looks like it's his uh, it's his first day at school picture. But uh, we thank you guys, of course, for stopping by and joining us. You can follow me on Twitter at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Damon Dog, as Elizabeth will tell you, it's correctly spelled uh, Damon D A W G, and then you got to give a little woof woof waff at the end. I don't know why. Nice. Woof woof waff. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with you, Elizabeth? Anyway, uh, <laughs> of course, our show is at PHNX underscore DBACS, and all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Back uh, on Monday. We will be back on Monday. We don't do the Sunday thing anymore. We'll be back on Monday. Send us your mailbag Monday questions. We're going to go over the series on Monday. We're going to have so much stuff to talk about then. Uh, but in the meantime, you guys take care of yourselves. We appreciate you stopping by on behalf of all these guys. We thank you for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when your ace doesn't give up eight runs in an inning, basically. <laughs>